This episode of MBSing is sponsored by The Second City. Love comedy and filmmaking? The Harold Ramis Film School's year-long program at The Second City is for you. Visit RamisFilmSchool.com for more info. All right, uh, next up, we have MBSing, which is a fantastic little podcast uh, hosted by Mary Beth Smith. She is... Let me look at my notes here. She's an improviser and a sketch comedian with the Nerdalogs. She is part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Give a big round of applause, please, to Mary Beth Smith and MBSing. I do my head toss. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? guys so much um how about another round of applause for tone foolery that was hilarious uh if you're listening to this now you should go look up um tone foolery uh i've been a guest a couple times but this particular one that just happened check it out guys very funny a lot of stuff about satan um no stuff about satan here i started this show about three and a half years ago uh to engage with other members of the uh, chicago comedy community primarily about things that uh, I felt like they might know more about um, than I did. And uh, I thought it was gonna be about me learning about things. Um, But over the course of those three years, I've definitely learned that it's more about me learning about those people and why they engage with those things in particular. So uh, I put to my guest um, every week that I do the show uh, that they choose a topic that they love, know a lot about, and or are um, passionate about. And, I wanted for the podcast festival to uh, have someone in in this uh, uh, Chicago comedy community um, to which my guest is no stranger. Uh, If you've to hear about Chicago improv is to know what TJ and Dave is probably, Uh, (laughs) but he's also no stranger to stages here at Steppenwolf and at the Goodman uh, in most recently that I can remember uh, God of Carnage. And, uh, but he also has some incredible screen credits like uh, classic comedy, Groundhog Day, and uh, I would say new classic Veep. Uh, please, please give a warm round of applause to my guest, David Pasquese. <laughs> and you can uh, adjust that however you'd like. Uh, so Dave is going to be talking to me about uh, Italian travel, is what we settled on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had I I heard the criteria for um, the topics that the guest is supposed to choose, and I'm not an expert at anything. So, um, but I've been to Italy. Sure. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the origin of your love for uh, traveling to Italy? My ancestors. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, I I went to school there also in. Um, I went to uh, school in Rome for, I was supposed to go for a half a year and ended up staying for the year. And, uh, cause it was, it was wonderful. I really liked, I'd never been in Rome before and I really like traveling and be, just being in, in Rome. So it was supposed to just be a travel abroad program and you're like, uh, I don't think I'm going to come back. <laughs> yeah, right. I, and I, I remember the letters home, uh, ex- letting them know that I, I wouldn't, my mom and dad telling them that I was staying. And I remember also, I think I wrote, yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, 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 it was a kind of a long play that, uh, I started talking about how I was, uh, really, it was at Loyola in Rome and, uh, it's a Jesuit university, which is a, an order of priests in the Catholic church. And, um, and I, uh, I started to suggest that I was becoming more interested in the church 
and that I, um, towards the end of that semester, I suggested that I had to stay another semester because I was seriously considering joining the seminary and becoming a priest. So uh, it's harder. So for that your, was the way to sell that to them. Yeah, it's harder for your <laughs> folks to say no. That's that's ridiculous when you when that's you mention so there's funny. a calling involved. Yeah. What What do you feel like were your actual reasons for wanting to say that? It was. It's a blast. It's, yeah. Uh, so. I, also, when you go over there, you you travel around a lot. A lot of people do, but I didn't have any money, so I just stayed in Rome, and I made some friends who these Roman guys who took me around with them, and we just we just hung out in Rome, and it's it was the best. It was really wonderful. What do you feel like set it apart really distinctively from being a young person in uh, where were you going to school? Were you here in Chicago? I was here in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the being lost all the time is, uh, you know, not knowing what's going on is kind of exciting. You know, um, really, it, you turn a corner, you never, oh boy, this is, oh, that's 2,000 years old. Look at that. And yeah. everybody's just walking right past it. Um, <laughs> and you're just stunned at every corner. And I really like that. And I still get that way. I go pretty regularly and I still just am amazed every time I stroll down a street. That is a really striking difference between traveling in Europe and traveling here. It's just like even the oldest history here is like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. What, New York, right? Like yeah, the right. Uh, lower Manhattan is the oldest thing we've got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, a couple hundred years. And then you go over there and uh, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've done some, some European travel myself uh, and... Uh, I remember we went to Athens while I was over there, and it's like you want to talk about stuff that's been around <laughs> way longer than you can fathom. Uh, look at the Parthenon. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, there's a spot I've never been. A friend of mine was just there recently. He's like, "There's this plaque. This is where democracy started, right here on this ve this very area." And then when Greece fell. D democracy went away for a really long time. It's not a continuous thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, and there's just a little plaque. <laughs> <laughs> just let's just commemorate. Um, <laughs> what What were you studying there that took you over there in the first place? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I've been kicked out of a. I went. I got kicked out of a school up in uh, Minnesota, and then I uh, worked uh, f uh, construction for a year, and then I went to mm -hmm. a community college. Uh, Lake Col College of Lake County, and then I went to Loyola, and I was studying, I liked philosophy, I was studying philosophy, and that's what I went over there, was that, but philosophy. when you're there, you don't, you, whatever they've got, you know, because yeah. <laughs> there's not, a, you know, it's not a full school, so you take art classes, and you run around, and like, your classes, you show up, oh, be at this address at eight o'clock in the morning, and you can't take a cab, uh. <laughs> uh. or we can't see you get out of a cab. Just because they for wanted to force you to experience yeah, the right, city. Oh, right. that's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, when I uh, I was in Europe for study abroad as well, and when I was there, the you were in. Were you studying in Greece? Um, no, I was only there for a day or so. I was in the UK for most of it. Um, I spent a few weeks in Dublin and like five weeks in London, so I saw a lot of theater. Um, but I was a chemistry major, <laughs> and I didn't study chemistry at all while I was there. <laughs> They've got um, all the elements, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got all of them, top to bottom. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they probably did more in that realm than we ever have. But uh, I definitely was more interested in uh, see and like you know here I am doing this. Not uh, kind of a chemist by day, but that's very very off topic. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of an amateur chemist myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to talk to you about Italy, not analytical chemistry. All right. um, <laughs> it's about you. Uh, so no, it wasn't <laughs> analytical chemistry for me. It's like more practical lab stuff. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we can get into that uh, off mic because uh, <laughs> I'd love to dig in. Uh, yeah. So, but for us, the classes were were a suggestion. Like it, it was like show up to this play. We have tickets for you. Tomorrow we're going to talk about it. And even then, some people wouldn't have things to say. And I was like, guys, <laughs> they did this for you. Yeah. Like, bought the ticket. All you had to do was show up. And people would just say, like, I didn't like it. <laughs> like, <"Ugh."> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's People are, are everywhere for different reasons, I think. Um, so, yeah, I remember showing up one time. at We had to meet at a museum, the Galleria Borghese, which if you're ever in Rome... This is the best tip. Go to that museum. <laughs> um, and and uh, it takes, it doesn't take, it's an old cardinal's house. And he went around and uh, compiled uh, <laughs> some of the best art, you know, just stole everything. I was going to say, uh, so stole. And but <laughs> also commissioned things. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's just, so I show up there uh, on the back end of a weird night. And uh, <laughs> so I wasn't fully... You didn't have your faculties about you. Yeah, not at all. Right? <laughs> right? Like, not at all. Not back yet. And uh, <laughs> and I show up and I tell the professor, like, hey, man, I, uh, I'm still not here. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh, you're going to love this museum. He <laughs> was great. That's, uh, that was one of the – he was great. He was wonderful. And then I had to tell him, oh, I also don't have any money for the admission. Oh. And so he had to buy my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> There has to be something really uh, kind of freeing about that, about living in a place that, because uh, you probably picked up Italian here and there, but yeah, over and right being there, you have to, you have to, um, and that was I knew a few words and I didn't know any people that I went to school with at, when I got there, and I ended up being roommates with a guy I I still perform with regularly. That's awesome. Yeah, and a guy who lived across the hall. I perform with, he's a musician, I perform with him regularly. No way, it's that's just, great. It was pretty crazy. Um, but, uh, I, oh yeah, I, I could speak a few words of Italian, and therefore, so much more than anybody I went with. That's it was so just funny. Really, you know, like, I re you guys, I really can't speak Italian, but people are like lining up behind me, because oh, I'll be the, the mouthpiece, I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying, all right. Why uh, had you purposefully learned some, or like just family? Just based? family stuff, yeah. I, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, what? So. But we didn't speak Italian in our house. My and like my dad grew up in the house. He grew up. His parents were immigrants. They didn't speak. He had to learn Italian in college because they would not speak Italian to him. Oh, they that's interesting. Because mm -hmm. they wanted him to learn English. Assimilate. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, cool. I, see, I have friends who uh, their parents were um, immigrated here, and they were raised speaking only Spanish in their house, so like learning English was harder, and now he has a son, and they decided to uh, speak Spanish at home and let their kid learn English at school so that he can like kind of get both, and then, uh, but they like force him to learn both, and I was like, man, that's like, that's really smart, yeah. <laughs> like, cause he's, he's gonna have it all the way. A buddy of mine grew up, who, he's my age, and, but his parents were immigrants, and he grew up, and he ended up in special ed in Chicago Public Schools, only because he didn't Second speak. Link. No, he did. They thought there was something wrong with right. him. He just didn't speak English. Right. That was his I think that's actually sadly common. Uh, 
Um, I have, have a friend who teaches high school students who like some students in her like special needs courses are just because it's English as a second mm-hmm. language. Um, well, what uh, what was the hardest part about coming back? Because if you were so uh, enamored by Italy while you were there, you know, it spent a whole year there and kind of like deferred this whole <laughs> half a year. Um, like, was it harder to reassimilate into an American lifestyle again? Not really. I mean, it's pretty young, so you're pretty malleable. Right. Um, it would be harder now because I'm very old <laughs> and set in my ways um, and close-minded. So, uh, yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't that big. It's, I, you know, you hear those stories about people coming back from the Peace Corps and then they walk into a grocery store and there's 15 different kinds of bread and they start crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was not my experience because uh, I mean, it's not that drastic. It's just. A lot better food. You know, that's one of the major things. A lot better food, a lot less organized, uh, louder. Um, people uh, are nicer. That's about it. Uh, those are the things that you feel like you clung to about, like, Italian culture in terms of, like, Yeah, I think those are the major differences, right? People are just nicer. There's that. They're, they're, they, they find different things are important. Um, and I like just hanging around with that. Um, they're really open and generous. Um and I remember I used to, when I travel, people would just open up their homes to you, just like, or, or you go to a store and this guy doesn't have it, but he takes you by the hand and brings you to what we would consider his competitor who has what you're looking for. Takes you out of his store, leaves his store vacant while he takes you to go do business at his competitor. You know, so they just don't think about things like we, I, I, I like the way they think about things. Um, so I tried to do that once I got home um, and I just invite people into my house uh, <laughs> and then uh and then i got married <laughs> i was I, gonna say what did your wife think yeah, about and that then I, I kept doing that and that was uh she put the kibosh on that like, <laughs> can't be inviting people you meet on a plane into our house <laughs> uh it does seem to be a culture that really values um conversation yeah, and like you go to uh, a gathering or parties over there, and you may spend the entire evening not having any idea what another person does for a living. It just do- that does not <laughs> Man, that doesn't that come great. up. Right, <laughs> and it's the first thing we say here is like, oh yeah, what do you do? Like, yeah. n- never would come up. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what do you think would be like an Italian icebreaker? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. Like what? How you know? What how soccer do you s- team do you really? follow? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Where do you go for bread? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's so funny. Uh, I do think that uh, uh, the more like certain sects of Americans start to try to become more globally minded, that soccer will become more popular here. Has people are laughing. I do. I do yeah, think that. It's, I don't know. The it's Pacific Northwest. Yeah, right. And or St. Louis. There are pockets, I think. Yeah. And you know, um, but that'd be great. <laughs> are you a fan? I'm a, I'm a fan of soccer as much as I'm a fan of anything, which isn't all that much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually more than I'm a fan of anything, which still isn't all that much. <laughs> I like going to the games. That's another thing. Like when I'm over there, I'll go to the games. I bet that would really be fun. awesome. Mm-hmm. I I know that uh, it seems like uh, international sports crowds are less like uh, against one another and more like for their team. Um, that's not my experience. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, there's a t- there's two teams that play in the same stadium in Rome. One is the you know the the 
region of Lazio, they have a team, and then the city of Rome has a team, and that's one of the biggest rivalries, and twice a year they play each other. And I Pretty go, nasty. I go to those games. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> going one time and uh, with my kids. They were little, and uh, my kids and my brother, and we were like, boy, it's, it's a weird smell. Uh, before the game, there had been a riot, and what we were smelling was the residual tear gas. Um, Yikes! They, had, they cleared the whole place, and we just show up. Hey, what's what's going on? <laughs> my, my kids are getting jammed through these gates and stuff. And it wasn't real smart to bring them. Oh, there were probably other. Yeah, there were probably Italian kids there, though. Some, but mostly it was adults. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets a little rough. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, European culture in general um, views like drinking a little differently than we do. Yeah, that's changing. You think so? Yeah, it is. Um, there, like, there are bars now that are more like American bars, and the younger Italian kids are drinking like American kids, and are just getting all fucked up and making it miserable. <laughs> they, they, ne- they never used to do that. They're like, "Why are you all fucked up?" Right, because you know? it kind of was just normalized from an right. early age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and there's no reason to go out and get totally blasted do for you, them. Right? Do you think a gr- lot of reasons for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that that's an American effect? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think the uh, uh, I do. <laughs> um, oh man, that's kind of a bummer. Huh? Had, yeah, it is. <laughs> not just American though, because there were like Irish bars sure. that have become more popular in Rome, and um, and I think it's more the cities than than out in the country still too. That is still that would the cities would be more bingy mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. yeah. There's this place. There's a couple places in Rome which are just the, there's all I, you go now and it's just these bar after bar after bar of with names like the Drunken Ship. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> like American names mm-hmm. in English, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there is not a language that is American. Um, uh, so what you talked about the uh, Galleria. Borghese. Borghese. What are some of your other favorite, uh, like, Italian um, spots? In specifically in Rome? We've been talking about just Rome. There's other places, too. My, uh, <laughs> uh, it's great. I like the mountains up north, the, the Dolomites. That's uh, phenomenal up there. But it, within Rome, I, I mean, I've spent uh, the, most the most time, time. in Rome. Sure. I went to school there. Uh, later on, we, I've been there a lot on trips. And then when my kids were in sixth and eighth grade, we moved over there and put them in school for a half a year, uh, in grade school. Just and to kind of give them a, a different experience or something? Yeah, we could say that it was to give them a different experience. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, my and wife, you had to we wanted there. to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. They, they enjoyed it, um, I think. Uh, one of them enjoyed it. Uh, but the other one... Who he had a rough time because it was he was in sixth grade and the, the kids were just not that nice. I mean, it's maybe the hardest time of a kid's life. Yeah, I, the sixth grade was awful. Yeah, the eight, one was in eighth grade, one was in sixth grade. The eighth grader had a fine time. The sixth grader who he was he his particular class was a bunch of shitheads. But, uh, <laughs> but um, he, graders, he hung man. around with uh, his brother's friends and he had a, oh, he had a fine time. Nice. And he ended up going back for college. So, oh, cool! So he didn't ruin him on it. And and gave you a, a nice excuse to go, go over. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, so Rome, Rome's the one I, I know most. Um, but yeah, the Galleria Borghese is a great place. There's a, a really cool little spot, um, a little off the beaten track, uh, Santa Maria della Concezione. It's called, and it's a church that uh, it's Padre Pio. Do you know who he is? He's a Capuchin monk, um, and he it's a of that order. And it's a church, uh, and within it they have a, um, a cemetery. 
in the church where they buried people. The, the, the notion is that they brought over dirt from the Holy Land, uh, <laughs> and they were burying people in that dirt in the basement of this church. But then more people wanted to be buried in there because it was super special dirt. Um, <laughs> straight up. If you uh, bury in that, like, like straight up, like a rocket. <laughs> and, uh, and so they dug up the remains and they put new people in. And so then they had, they did this for a while and now they've got this stack of remains. And so a couple of these dudes decided to start decorating with... Uh, all the bones, all these human bones. And so um, there's a room with which is just scapula, which is the, the artwork on the walls of just scapula, just femurs stacked up and then other monks laying in this this shelf of nothing but leg bones. It's uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's super bizarre. But there's stuff like that. There's a lot of relics that I, I like. I like that part of it, going into these churches and, and just seeing, to me, absolute insanity um, on display. That, oh, this is so-and-so's thumb bone. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's, that's, you must be so proud. Um, it's just it's craziness. It does definitely, uh, seeing that... Uh, and anyone who's Catholic... More power it's, to you? No, it's <laughs> insane. Uh, that's what you're—that's what the church is, and that's where they spend. And that's wild. You go to Cat to to Rome, and you find very few uh, practicing Catholics because they see what's going on. That's the that's the capital of Catholicism. They're just like, oh, I can't possibly live here and still ascribe to these. That's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I and the churches are empty except for tourists. Really? Mm -hmm. That is that is crazy. Um, I mean, understandable in the in the grand scheme of things, if you ask me. Yeah, a little, uh, hopefully a little bit of enlightenment, which seems to have taken a two steps back recently. <laughs> I can't imagine what kind of things you'd be referring to. And also, yes, so so the uh, the dual citizenship notion, um, like the uh, that's a long process that we have been one that you've looked into, not looked into, we're involved in and have been for many years. Wow. It takes a really long time to get stuff done, so yeah. it's not something you can do immediately. Yeah, uh, it's almost like immigrating to a new place is really hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what, um, so what, uh, what dish or like thing about Italian food do you miss when you're here? Well, I like coffee. I like drinking coffee. I like these, uh, these like, they make croissants in, in Rome. They call them cornetti and they're a little, they taste a little different. <laughs> um, and I, I go uh and also before i go <laughs> i really love drinking espresso and so before i go i train and i drink way too much espresso here oh like, because it's super strong yeah so i have to so i can get ready so i can have more of it throughout the day over there because if i if you go without you know adjusting if you'll have three of them, you start to get all jittery and sick and stuff like, uh, no, I, I want to have more than that during the day. So I, I drink tons of espresso before I go. Training. <laughs> <laughs> They're serious. Uh, does it, like, do they also have kind of an altered, like, uh, sleeping, like, social schedule? I, I know. Not so much anymore. You mean like the siesta? Yeah. Not yeah. so much anymore. It used to be when, when uh, long ago, all the stores would close after lunch for even a few Even in hours. Italy. Like, even in Rome. Like a, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, even in the city. They still do that somewhat out in the out in the sticks, but mm -hmm. the Rome, 
almost no one closes anymore. Um, and they're open on Sundays and things like that. It didn't used to be that way. And they have gro- uh, supermarkets now, which they didn't used to have. It used to be the, the bread store, the meat store, the fish store, the vegetable store, the fruit store. And now it's, they have supermarkets. And even since you started going there, like mm-hmm. over the – so that's got to be really interesting to kind of like check back in on Italian culture like yeah. once a year or so. Yeah, right. And it, it, it's, it's, you know, for me – it's sad for them. It's much more convenient. Mm, sure. Yeah. yeah, I like quaintness, even though it's uh, even though it's inconvenient for those who have to live there. Yeah, I mean, you I'm did a fan <laughs> of the. I was a fan of the Iron Curtain. Gotta tell you, <laughs> that was amazing going behind the Iron Curtain. Sorry that millions and millions of people had to suffer, but it was neat to look at. <laughs> <laughs> you also uh, one of the things that you said you liked about it was never knowing where you were, which sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fun though. Like you're an improviser, right? I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. I understand on paper why that would be enticing, especially in the age of like having a smartphone and whipping it out and knowing exactly where you are and where you need to be. Uh, yeah, that was always fun. Some friends of mine came over and visited one time, and uh, they w- they rented a scooter, and there's they uh, and so all of a sudden I got a phone call. <laughs> Come get us. Uh, where are you? I don't have any idea. <laughs> what can you see? <laughs> and so I had to find them by. Uh, by them describing landmarks. Can you see an obelisk? That was my first question. <laughs> That's so funny. So there's 15 obelisks in Rome. Uh, do they signify a specific thing? Like no, they all were stolen from it? Egypt. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're the varying size, but the, you can I can you can figure out what they buy. Which w- one's which? Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting. Well, which one of these fifteen things are you close to? Right, right. <laughs> and also, you can see them all mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's not. It's not a very tall city. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Um, what are some of your other favorite like uh, vacation spots in the uh, country at large? Um, like I say, the mountains you up in mountains. yeah, that's pretty great. I like Bologna for the. Uh, that's where the the food's unbelievable. I mean, all of Italy food's good, but. Uh, even Bologna's in Italy, like best of the best. yeah, it's wow. just it's unbelievable. Um, and really, I will go places for food. I will <laughs> go to. A, I remember leaving Austria for a meal. <laughs> uh, that was uh, and it was worth it. Um, so th- there's other places I like to go. There's little towns that we were just up in uh, Vicenza, which is where I don't know if anybody studies architecture, but Palladio's town. And, um, it's just fascinating. All the little towns are great. It was really it's. I, there's there I haven't found it, and even the scary places like you know Naples is a, it's a scary place because um, there's lots of crime. Mm. That's why it's scary because <laughs> um, it's filled with criminals. Hey, <laughs> Neapolitan Tourism Board is going to love it. Um, but it's just I'm sure it's, they'll listen. It's fascinating and beautiful and also kind of thrilling. You really got to watch out. Um, and then uh, Sicily's beautiful um, and and a lot different than it used to be. It used to be really a closed society where they wouldn't even uh, speak to tourists in Italian. They'd only speak, they'd keep you out. Um, and now wow. they're real welcoming, even the older folks. And Interesting. Yeah, it's really, it's wonderful. They, but they'll look at you like you sit around in one of these little towns and all the old men, it's all old men in the square, all old men. Um, 
and they just look at you. They're talking, but they're just looking at you. Yeah. Just let you know, yeah, we fucking see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not, they give you nothing, you know, just like these stern looks. And, and uh, you walk up to them and you ask them, where's the best place for Cornetti? And they light up. That's and it's so like, funny. oh, yeah, right over here. And the That's other guy's fantastic. hitting him. No, not that place. You got to go over oh, here. Oh, man. See, I love the little grins things out of the tube. So, like, I can imagine that would be incredible <laughs> like in, by comparison uh before i ask my last question is there anything else um that you'd feel remiss if you didn't speak to if, there, if there's anything about um italy specifically that that we haven't covered so far not that i can think of cool uh what do you think uh affect um your love of italy and and your time spent there um do you think it's had an effect in any way on you creatively uh, yeah, I think so. So the f- one of the first times I was there, we were driving. My grandfather dropped us off. He was in. Um, he came over as a kid, and it's unbelievable. You know, you think about that, and he came over at fifteen by himself on a boat, and uh, and so he dropped us off at the airport, and then he's like, "Why am I dropping them off at the airport?" So then we went to, we went to a couple. We went to. Uh, on a trip, uh, first time to Europe. So my folks took us to a couple of countries first, and then we ended up in this, my grandfather's hometown, and we drive in, and uh, <laughs> so he's sitting on this park bench in his town. And he took us around uh, where he grew up and stuff. And I remember him saying, yeah, this is the first, you know, he left town at 15. He's going to go to America. He's a big shot. And and he's like, yeah, this is the bridge I spent the first night under just crying. (laughs) So So, uh, something that hasn't left you, huh? Yeah, right. So, uh. So, like, yeah, what those people went through, you know. I um, cannot even. And, uh, right, and, yeah. So I'm real appreciative of that, and it's lovely to be there. And his, so his sister stayed, so I still have cousins up there. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, his brothers came over, he and his brothers came over, and his sister stayed. So that was, so I still have relatives there, which is really wonderful, uh, up in the hills outside of Florence. So you feel like that kind of has colored the way that you approach things as a, a performer and a, a human interacting with the world. Yeah, and I think really travel, you, what is it, Mark Twain, right? Uh, that The idea of, you know, it defeats ignorance, right, or whatever. I forget the exact uh, quote. Travel, yeah. like, I, I do think that is a, a really important note for uh, current um, yeah, political I mean, climate. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you, just, you, you can't possibly, if you travel around and you meet other people, you can't possibly... I hate them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I think, and also like being in Rome, those people that I came up with in Rome, we had this adventure together. We stayed. Yeah, I, you I mean, just I, said you performed with two of them. Yeah, still do. That's I mean, amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I was roommate, one was Joel Murray, we ended up being roommates, <laughs> and Ike Riley lived across the hall. Um, and so, yeah. I'm, That's awesome. I'm doing a show with Ike in New York in, in March. 
That is, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there's much more that can be a testament to uh, how it's affected your creative life yeah, than right. those things. And these people that you share this place with. Yeah, I think also that one of the first times I ever performed was with Joel at that school. No way. Mm -hmm. Like, ever. ever. And what did you guys do? We did a talent show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As and, we all did. And also, we used to, uh, on the street, we traveled together, and he'd sing. He has a pretty good voice. And he'd sing opera, and I'd juggle, and we'd just put a hat out. <laughs> uh, and on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for being thanks, my guest. Thanks this a lot. This was a joy. Thanks very much. I love you, and I mean that. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.